Welcome. Welcome to the very first episode of People Are Good. I'll be your host, Wendy Kelly, and I have been trying to get a co-host who happens to be my husband, Mike Kelly, and he has given me I, this is either a great testament to my goodness or a testament to my terrible uh, ability at sneakiness. He said that he'd be happy to be the co-host if he could, uh, if he didn't know that he was being recorded. We just keep getting into these lovely, deep, funny conversations uh, about whether people are good and goodness of human nature and. Uh, so it would be wonderful if I could get him to agree uh, to be taped because I can't. It's just not right to do this behind his back. Also, I don't think it's possible. If you could see me now inside my inside my blanket fort, uh, you know, in, yeah, no. Can't do this in secret, I don't think. Uh, so welcome, and this is the idea. We are going to weekly... Uh, start with the hypothesis that people are good and we're going to test that hypothesis until we accept it. No, I'm just going to say until we accept it. So we'll start out with a premise, a quotation, something, a premise, and then I will pre present some types of uh, information such as maybe an article, uh, an interview, conversation, and we'll end with a story, a story of whether of people, famous, infamous, who are either good or bad, you decide. So with that, let's dive in today. I'm excited about this. So people are good. People are good. Right now, uh, sometimes it can seem as though maybe it's possible <laughs> We've been wrong this whole time. Uh, we still see the little hearts in my community, uh, along the rail grade, along trails. We see the hearts saying kindness, goodness, silence, love. You're awesome. It's it's amazing to see what uh, what people have done to keep up our spirits in my in my little town. Uh, at the same time, and I and and frankly, I keep seeing signal after signal after signal that yes in fact people are good a friend sent me a home video she made from downtown portland of people singing of people singing together singing very poorly i might add <laughs> but singing together and i started crying because of the goodness that came out of that uh, so again i think i see goodness every single day I see snippets of it, but I have to admit, I'm really deeply questioning my premise that people are good. With that, let's dive in. <laughs> um, I'm starting today with a quote, a premise that, that comes from episode 185 of my favorite podcast. I don't know if I've outed myself yet as a murderino, but my favorite podcast right now is my favorite murder. Uh, my favorite podcast hosts are Karen Kilgareth, Karen Kilgareth and Georgia Hardstark. And in episode 185, they are talking about, uh, I got to set it up a little bit. They, they're talking about the book that they had just written, uh, their memoir, where 
especially potentially Georgia was was feeling some misgivings about maybe having outed her her mother as well outed the unhappiness of the mother daughter relationship. Maybe that's the best way I can paraphrase it. And she asks kind of rhetorically, "Oh, am I the asshole?" And Karen responds, "We are all the asshole." We all have to admit that we are the asshole. It's the secret. The secret, like as in the secret book. She says, nobody says it in that book, but it's true. And they start talking and laughing. Gosh, I want you to hear that snippet. They both start talking over each other and together saying, we have to accept and work from the premise that we're the asshole. We have to be humbled, accept responsibility for the fact that we are the asshole and move forward from there. And I apologize for using that word. I don't really enjoy that word very much, but it's perfect for this situation. I agree. Today's topic is to be good You have to let go of the idea of being a good person. Let that sink in for a moment. I hope that's sunk in a bit because it is fundamentally true. I'm not the only one saying it, but I definitely believe it. I'm going to turn our attention to an article by Scott Jeffrey that he wrote on the 8th of October, 2018, and it is titled, Why You Should Stop Being a Good Person. A few years ago, a social psychologist from Stanford named Carol Dweck wrote a book for everyone named uh, called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. She coined a term called the growth mindset uh, that really speaks a little bit to this idea that we should throw out the idea that we are good people. Okay, bear with me. The idea for the, that she, what she noticed in her research with children is that when children thought that they were, when they were told that they were good or that they had done a good job or that things were based on the fact that they were either smart or not smart or able to do this or not able to do this, they didn't have any ability to grow. They didn't have any ability to become more successful at a certain subject. When the praise was neutral and not geared toward whether or not the child, him or herself, their self, was smart or not smart, good or not good at a certain thing, the child was then be able to, and it seems so self-evident now, but the child was then able to understand, hey, actually, okay, here's a baseline measurement of how I did in this area. I can grow or stagnate or get worse, actually, but it's in my control. I have agency. I can continue to persevere. I can continue to practice, and I can get better and better at said thing. So similar to the idea of a growth mindset that Carol Dweck introduced to us in her in her book, we can think about goodness as similar. So the idea that Scott Jeffrey says in his article, why you should stop being a good person, is really the idea that you should just be a neutral person with an idea that you can grow to being better and better. I almost said gooder and gooder. <laughs> When we say good boy or good girl to children, We are giving them a sense of pride and approval. 
I'm going to read from the article now. This praising gets anchored into the child's mind. Good behavior brings reward. Expressing negative emotions and unacceptable behavior leads to punishment. All parents want well-behaved children. And I would say for the sake of this uh, podcast, all people want to be well-behaved. I would say the great majority of us want to be well-behaved, yet all of us misbehave. The Good Boy, Good Girl program is a tool parents use to inhibit misbehavior. So although it works to a degree, as we'll see, this belief in pure goodness hinders the individual's psychological development into mature adulthood. And I would say part of what's wrong with it is that it's just untrue. We are not good or bad in any moment. And though it can be helpful to say, and again, it gets people, it gets what you want in that moment. You get a good girl or a good boy in that moment. What what happens is and again, I'm going to read from Scott Jeffrey's article, that they're forced to push down negative emotions and impulses that their environment doesn't accept. And as many of us have done, we then, and again, quoting from Scott Jeffrey, we drag this bag of repressed emotions, qualities, and impulses behind us into adulthood. Again, from Scott Jeffrey's article, the human mind's capacity for self-deception is infinite. People who believe in pure goodness are capable of the most unscrupulous evils. And wait for our story today to find some great examples of that. Outside of our awareness, the lesser qualities express themselves through our unconscious behavior. So, parents, for example, who believe they love their children unconditionally are often unaware of their repressed hatred toward them. This hatred influences the parent's behavior and the child's well-being. Let that sink in. Last week, I talked a little bit about the good enough parent and the idea that uh, Winnicott, the famed uh, British uh, physician, spoke a lot about needing to allow the parent to express their frustration, their hatred, their in moments, their dislike of their children sometimes, not to their children, but being free to express that. Because again, if you don't, if you're not allowed, if that behavior isn't allowed, it gets, it turns into something really, really, really bad. The idea, and Karen Kilgariff, Karen Kilgariff expressed it perfectly, is to start with the idea of the humility that you are the asshole. Um, in other words, you could say, as Carl Jung said, I'd rather be whole than good. Another way of saying this, Scott Jeffrey's words, individuals integrating their darker parts know about their less than good tendencies. They recognize it. They look it in the mirror. They have a choice in how they respond to their environment. Those who perceive themselves to be purely quote-unquote good people lack this choice. Let that sink in. If you're one of the people who thinks of yourself as a good person, then what do you do with all those crappy parts of yourself? You often may behave poorly while believing that you're acting in the highest good. And again, wait for our story to hear some rural doozies uh, in that regard. If you can acknowledge and welcome the emotion of hatred, you can then release it. You can communicate with love or neutrality. These are Scott Jeffrey's words. If you ignore or deny it, the feeling is going to express itself through you in a way that you may not be super excited about. 
Trying to be a good person at all times is also the surest route to depression and anxiety. Again, these are Scott Jeffrey's words. Because when we repress parts of us, the parts of what we are, those parts find ways to hijack our psyche. What we resist grows stronger. So again, the idea is you acknowledge the bad, turn toward the good, but acknowledge the bad. If you're interested, listen to last week's wild and precious conversation episode about the good enough life. I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of goodness in there. Now, though, I would like to introduce you to a story. Uh, this was my very first episode for my original podcast idea, but what, it, what I have done is take apart the stories of Adolf Hitler and Winston Churchill and let you come up with the idea of who is the quote-unquote good guy and who is the bad guy. This is in no way trying to say that Adolf Hitler is a good person. Just to highlight the fact that maybe Winston Churchill is also not a perfectly good person himself. So just bring yourself into that kind of World War II era setting, the time span between the 1930s and 1940s. In that story, we have a man named Adolf Hitler, an Austrian man, who had in the decades previously been um, a homeless artist in Vienna. He had a Jewish grandmother. He struggled with mental illness, for sure. He struggled with his homelessness. He struggled to make him, his, ma his name known as an artist. And... One thing led to another, and he was elected by popular vote to lead the people. Uh, I definitely do not want to give the impression that I think that he is in any way, shape, or form a good person. But contrasted to that, the uh, other the person we know as Winston Churchill who led the British after Chamberlain and is one of Britain's, one of the world's, dare I say, most well-loved heroes, full stop. If we set those two men side by side, Winston Churchill and Adolf Hitler, we can notice that they were both elected to office. I believe they both felt that they were doing, that they were good people. I let that sink in. I do believe that both men felt that they were good people. Do and in Adolf Hitler's case and in Winston Churchill's case, as well as back home in the United States, the idea of eugenics and in Canada, <laughs> the idea of eugenics was quite popular. We really have to come to terms with that, I think, as a population. So, now I don't, this is a, I want to be extremely careful. I am not saying that anything Adolf Hitler did was good. We know that he committed genocide and that six million people, at least, I, let's not quibble over numbers. At least six million people were killed systematically by Adolf Hitler in a very heinous and extremely efficient way. 
there is no doubt. However, and I'm not sure, some people know this, some people don't, in a deliberate decision, knowing full well what would happen, Winston Churchill starved to death four million Bengalis. And those were people under his jurisdiction at the same during the same time period. Those people, I mean, honestly, if you sit still with that and start kind of going back and forth in your mind, hey, is it better to die in a an extremely efficient way, or is it is it better to die die not just be hungry but die from starvation? At least you can conclude that goodness deciding who is the good one becomes a little more murky. Let that sink in a little bit. I'd like now to share with you four quotations. Two of them are by Hitler and two of them are by Churchill. Number one, to improve is to change. To be perfect is to change often. Number two, Attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. Number three, if you tell a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. Number four, when when diplomacy ends, war begins. Oh, and then I'm number five. I found five. Number five. The best argument against democracy is a five-minute conversation with the average voter. Now, I don't know. Unless you know, unless you kind of learned this at some point beforehand, if you can easily tell which leader said which quote, I feel like I owe you a prize. I think there's, there's a few lessons we can learn from those quotes. Uh, and by the way, I'll have the... I'll leave the answers to who said what in the show notes. (laughs) Um, First of all, anybody can say something that sounds inspirational or uh, inspirational or motivational or something that will get you going in the morning. I think, I think, and I'm just going to put it out there a little uh, plug for coming up with your own philosophy of life. Uh, I was lucky enough to have that be part of my <laughs> junior year final exam by the esteemed Mrs. Ms. Bologna, and I will never forget, and I am often in deep, deep gratitude, come up with your philosophy of life and, and relate it to everything you've learned in this class during the last semester. <laughs> I spent the entire three hours, and I have never, never forgotten Anyway, I would I would highly I would like to put it out there that you as a human being, as a person with good and bad in you, with a good side and a shadow side, please go forth and not just listen to random inane mindless quotes that will motivate you for that day, but really really deeply consider what your philosophy of life is and go forth and try to do the correct good thing each day. <laughs> And we're all going to fail at it. Anyway, okay, back to the back to our regularly scheduled programming. 
Winston Churchill. And again, I'm the reason I'm using him as an example is that he is considered one of the most well-loved uh, heroes um, from Britain, most people rightly, uh, in my opinion, do hold him in high esteem. He did very, he did a very, very good job of leadership in some ways. Uh, but just like all of us, and I think just like many of us, he considered himself a good person. And I would go so far as to say that that is possibly why his shadow side came out in such a heinous, contemptible way. As I mentioned before, uh, and per perhaps I'll share a picture for the show notes of these Bengals who he starved to death. He said in 1943, I hate Indians. They are a beastly people with a beastly religion. So it was very easy for him then to just have them starve to death because he didn't really think of them as people... Um, he called it, he said that the famine was their own fault for breeding like rabbits. Um, yeah, basically, I don't think you can find, you can say that that was anything but a poor, poor, poor decision making on Churchill's part. And that's my most charitable <laughs> The list of things that he has said against people of the countries that he colonized is long and sordid. In 1921, he said about Iraq, I am strongly in favor of using poisoned ga gas against the uncivilized tribe tribes. It would spread a lively terror. Um, I think what's important there is not that he did something kind of heinous in a time of, of war that we can debate all day. It's what's behind, I think, the the duplicitousness in Churchill is that he seemed to find pleasure in it. He didn't seem to understand that what he was uh, purporting to do was really um, the opposite of good. Also, and many Irish people know this, uh, the black and tans were his brainchild. Uh, that's, there is some controversy about exactly whether or not he was the person that, that started them, but he was definitely integral to it. So he did send the black and tans into Ireland to terrorize them at will um, and was fine with it. He considered them to be gallant and honorable officers. And I'm sure many people of Irish descent know that the opposite is actually true. The one that really uh, got me is this quote about the Sudanese people. Churchill actually bragged that he had personally shot at least three savages while there. And this was not at a time of war. This was just for sport. And I will leave you with this that he said about his own people. Churchill suggested that 100,000 degenerate Britons should be forcibly sterilized and others put in labor camps to halt the decline of the British race. He also went on to suggest that for tramps and wastrels, there ought to be proper labor colonies where they could be sent. <laughs> Sorry, my voice changed. I'm trying to be neutral here. Blah! I think the main point, and I don't hate Churchill, it's hard, it's hard to read all the, the muck, all the stuff that he has said and done in his life that is not heroic, that is not good. Blah. The point, though, is simply that for someone who is possibly in the top, I don't know, 
50 of the world's all-time heroes, the people most well-loved heroic figures from historic figures. He has got some serious baggage. He's a great example of, you know, maybe in a societally, when we consider somebody to be good, a good person, we're really doing a disadvantage to ourselves as a community, to ourselves as a civilization, to ourselves as a people, a world people. I would, I'm going to just start there with my people are good premise. Yes, I still believe people are good. But I believe this, the first step to getting to that uh, premise, to getting to that conclusion, sorry, to getting to that conclusion, the very first step is going to be throwing off that cape, throwing off that good person hero's cape that we all like to wear <laughs> and admit with humility that we are the asshole. So with that, go forth and be good. There's going to be lots of good stuff in the show notes to keep you reading and thinking for the next week. And I look forward to this project. Are people good? Yes, people are good. Be well. <laughs>